Absolute bombshell today. The 911 calls in the swatting, double swatting now of Marjorie Taylor Greene. We've got them. We're going to play them for you. Also, we're going to go through the Fauci lockdown legacy of failure and the new report, 5 million illegal aliens that have crossed the U.S. border. You need to listen to this. But first, I have to remind you that the Great Reset Conference is coming up September 16th to 17th in Arizona. It's at reset.tposa.com. You can go there now, get your tickets. Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, myself, Drew Hernandez, Dr. James Lindsay, come and join us. You cannot miss this event, reset.tposa.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is August 25th, 2022, Anno Dominate. Today's top headlines, bombshell 911 calls released the double swatting of Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Next, Dr. Fauci's lockdown legacy, spectacular failure, but we're going to walk you through that. Third, new consumer research is blasting an Uber ad. They have a new ad out that's blasting Uber for horrifying behaviors towards women and being pro-abortion. And then finally, the numbers are in. 4.9 illegal aliens have crossed the U.S. border in the 18 months since President Biden took office. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. location of your emergency. I'm sorry. So I work for Lifeline um, and I have a chatter. This may be a slaughter situation um, who's saying that they um, basically came out to their family um, about being transgender. Um, it ended up him shooting his family at the home. That's what the chatter is telling me. I work for Suicide Lifeline. Said he shot his family members and he's going to shoot himself as well. So a massive scoop by Limmy Evans over at the Post Millennial. Make sure that you go read this story. There's going to be more of these 911 calls that are coming out. Libby Evans has got them all. She's going to be releasing them. She's analyzing it throughout the entire day, through the night. Libby Evans, Post Millennial. Make sure you go. You support their work every single day. I don't know anybody else that's doing this level Uh, By the way, actual journalism, something that we used to have in this country, but not anymore. So, you know, we could sit there and play the double standard of imagine if this was AOC. Imagine if this were Ilhan Omar. Imagine if this were Hillary Clinton, you know, somebody on the left. We understand because we here on Human Events Daily, we know what time it is. We know what part of the movie we're in. We know we're in the time where they will go. And it's happened a second time now. So last night, so I interviewed Marjorie Taylor Greene and make sure you go and listen to that interview from, it was on the, I was guest hosting for Charlie Kirk. I'm still guest hosting for Charlie all this week. And live, she told us for the first time that when she went to her door, this was the first swatting, not even the second one, which just took place last night. She told us, or actually early this morning, now that I think about it, she told us that normally if she gets a knock on her door, something sounds amiss in the middle of the night, First thing she does is grow for her gun. She goes straight for a gun down there in Rome, Georgia, because she's at home asleep getting woken up by this noise. Goes for the gun, walks downstairs with it. But then something made her put the gun down before she answered the door. Something, a feeling, she said, came over her and she put the gun down. 
And from where I sit, I call that feeling divine providence. That's what I believe in. That's what my family believes in. And now we've got the 911 tapes and more of this is coming out. Not only was this done by a trans activist, at least so they claim, of course, but what's worse is that they, these officers were told that Marjorie Taylor Greene had shot her husband five times in the chest and that he was lying, dying and bleeding out in a bathtub. And they put out this statement because they wanted to the police to do, by the way, exactly what they did. They tactically responded. It was a tactical response to Marjorie Taylor Greene's home. Why did they do that? Because they wanted the police to open fire on the congresswoman. It's obvious. We're just going to call it out like it is. We know that's why they did it. Because we've gotten to a point in this country where two sides don't talk to each other anymore. I was able to talk to Jon Stewart and we were able to figure out a way to come together and say, look, I, I don't like your politics. You don't like my politics. I got it. All right, I got it. But you know what? The veterans that were affected by these burn pits, maybe we could do the right thing by them. How about the frontline workers in this country? How about the military members that are being kicked to the curb over vaccine mandates? Let's hear John Stewart talk about that. Let's do something together. But no, you've got another group of people out there. They don't want discussion. They don't want leadership. They don't want compromise. They want tribalism. They want violence. And because they are amoral atheists who do not believe in God, they believe in nothing but themselves. They believe in nothing other than what they can get away with. They're willing to do this. So I'd like to think, and, and I have heard, by the way, of course, the FBI has gotten involved. Capitol Police, because this is a member of Congress, should be involved. So let's see. This isn't just Tim Pool or Steve Bannon anymore. This is a sitting member of Congress. So I say this to the FBI, the Capitol Police. Do what your job is. Stand up for what you believe in and actually protect this person who's a representative of her district. She was chosen and elected by them. And it doesn't matter if you don't like her politics or you don't like the things that she posts on Twitter and Facebook. You have a sworn duty to uphold. And it's up to you to show us that level of respect that you aren't going to abuse the power, even though we've all seen what you're about. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not gonna mince words. With all the chaos in the world right now, the threat to the global food supply is more serious than ever. Case in point, Business Insider Magazine just reported that we are in a food global crisis and that will wreak havoc on local economies and trigger civil unrest. I don't know about you, but I want to be prepared, not be a victim. Are you prepared? If not, go to preparewithposo.com. I have arranged a great discount so it's easier for you to stock up on emergency food. You save $250 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, America's largest preparedness company. My Patriot Supply food is specifically packaged to stay fresh for up to 25 years, and it provides over 2,000 calories a day. Secure yours today. Go to preparewithposo.com, get one kit per person. Act now and save $250 on the food you're going to need. Preparewithposo.com, go to preparewithposo.com today. Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? 
No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that if we shut down. Well, I think one of the things you really need to do to the extent that you can shut down Mm. temporarily Mm. the country, I think is important. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, obviously we would have shut down earlier. Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. Sounds like, um, sounds like he shut down the country. I never did that. It wasn't me. It was somebody else. It definitely wasn't Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci. You you shut down the country, Fauci. Here's the thing. Fauci's lockdown legacy. And I saw this published over Daily Mail. Increases in cancer and drug overdose deaths, a mental health crisis, financial devastation and disruptions to education that left millions of kids behind. Dr. Anthony Fauci's legacy will be the devastation inflicted upon America by the lockdowns he supported, according to Dr. Marty McCary of Johns Hopkins University, who said the draconian policies that he supported have harmed millions. Lockdowns have been linked to a surge in cancer deaths, drug overdoses, the inflation crisis, and disruptions in children's education. So he steps down at the end of December. But let's look at the full spectrum of what he's done. Now, what's interesting here is I don't hear, and I'm going to look through this article. Hold on. It's a common sense. And Daily Mail has a piece of it. But I have yet to see whether or not he's talking about issues or any issues or even bringing up any issues with the vaccines. I don't see it. And I see children left behind. But you cannot separate that not only from the effects of the vaccine itself, but also the effects of the vaccine mandates. Thousands of people forced from their jobs. Others who were, and keep in mind, the, co- the vaccines and the lockdowns were used in conjunction. The lockdowns were a coercive method to force people to get the vaccines. They put the squeeze on you. They put the squeeze on you and your family like a boa constrictor. And they told you the only way out of this pinch, the only way out of this grip, this vice-like grip on your life and on your freedom, just take a little shot, just a little boop in the arm and all of the pain and all of the horror will end. Just take the shot. Come on, get your card, get your Vax card. And then suddenly here we are a year later and all of the mandates are going away. All of the lockdowns are falling apart. Nobody's, I've never once in my life, but okay, that's not true. That's not true. Hold on. I've never once shown a vaccine card to anyone because I don't have one because I'm not vaccinated. I have this great thing called natural immunity and that's what my family has. I was about to say, I've never been asked for a vaccine card, but that's not true because we were in, I forgot about this, almost forgot. We were in San Francisco at one point. And in San Francisco, they told us that because we didn't have our vaccine cards, myself and Tanya Tay, because we weren't vaccinated, we have natural immunity. They told us that we had to eat outside. So you're now segregating people because of their personal choices. And restaurants, 
in some of the biggest cities, most major cities in the entire country. And there's been no response for this. Well, I, do, I don't think that there's only one man that we can put, lay all the blame on, but I do think that when it comes to the legacy of Dr. Anthony Fauci, it is this. And it's also, by the way, about to come full circle because you, sir, Dr. Fauci, are going to be the one on the witness stand when it comes to the investigation of your funding and creation of the gain-of-function experiments in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. This will not stand. The American people will not stand for it. The new Congress will not stand for it. And we are going to get to the bottom of all your dirty dealings with the CCP. So don't run far, Dr. Fauci. In fact, stay very, very close. So Consumers Research is out there with a huge ad going after Uber right now. And for those of you that, um, that are listening to this on the podcast version, audio only, uh, what it is, the series of text messages between, you know, it's a guy and his girlfriend. He says, honey, I'm, I can't wait to see you. And I'm hopping in an Uber. I'll see you there soon. She says, I'll see you there too. Then, then the text messages continue. Sweetheart, where are you? I'm here. I can't get a hold of you. Skips a beat. None of your friends can get a hold of you. Skips a beat. Then this is actually very clever. It goes from the blue text of the iMessage um, to the green text as meaning the phone's probably off or disconnected. And then it's all caps. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Then it comes up with the these statistics. And we're going to show you the statistics right here. As the app points out, Uber has had more than 100 of its drivers accused with sexual assault or abuse just through 2018, by the way. And the company self-reported 998 sexual assault incidents, including more than 140 rape reports by users of its service in the 2022 safety report. Uber hasn't done what it takes to address this issue, they stated on Twitter as the ad hit the airwaves. Uber would rather virtue signal about abortion than actually address the hundreds of reported sexual assaults that happen on their platform. The truth Uber's behavior towards women has been nothing short of horrifying. And assuming that paying for abortion expenses is somehow going to make it all better is manipulative and extremely misguided. Consumer Reports has it in the past, and Town Hall has this article up. Uh, they've targeted other woke companies, including State Farm, Nike, MLB, and others. So, so here's the question, okay? Because the, the quandary, and I know what people are going to respond. They're going to say, well, well, hold on, hold on, Poso. That's just the drivers from Uber. That's not Uber itself. Uber isn't doing this to these people. And here's what I push back. The value proposition of Uber. Remember, Uber is supposed to be a ride-sharing app. That's how they get around all the laws regarding taxi services in these cities. Some cities have banned them outright. But the idea is that each person is not an employee of Uber. They are a contractor with Uber that's allowing you the option to ride in the back of their car because they were going from point A to point B. That's what it is on paper. But we all know in reality, that's not what's going on. 
we all know that in reality, these people have been quote unquote verified by Uber to go in and there's a level of trust there. You're not looking at, in many cases, the name or the face of the person that's coming up. You're not checking that against any database. When you go and call an Uber, you trust them. You trust them with your life. You trust them with your family. You trust them with your children. And if you've been out, if you've been out uh, drinking, not me, but if you've been out drinking, if you've been out partying, you trust them when potentially you might be in a vulnerable situation. And Uber needs to do better, obviously, because what Uber's doing is, is in, in essentially flaunting their, the labor laws of this country. You can't treat people like that. When people are working for you for that many hours a day and you give them no benefits, you give them no breaks, you give them nothing, you say, they're not freelancers. Of course, these are employees. Just because you don't account for it that way, it's ridiculous. That's number one. Number two, you're not running proper background checks. That's the problem here with Uber. Keep in mind, what happens when there's children that are riding in Ubers? Are there children riding in Uber that are unsupervised? Look, we all get taught as kids, don't get into a car with a stranger. Stranger comes a whole movie about this called Black Phone. Go watch it. Stephen King's son wrote it. But we do it every day now. And we've not dealt with or grappled with as a country or just as a society what that actually means. Because at the end of the day, that car rolls up, you're getting into it. You have no idea who that person is. You just know that the app says, hey, they're good to go. So consumer research, I commend you for putting this out there because we as a society need to do more to understand what it is, these decisions that we're making in this technological neoliberal world that we now live in. I love our country because of the good people who live here. Our American culture is one of compassion and empathy. We serve, protect, and provide for our most vulnerable. It is within our DNA, if we see human suffering, that we act, especially when it comes to our children. Mr. Secretary, over the last year, you have failed to act. Over the last year, you have, over, you have overseen the dismantling of our border, the villainization of our border agents, and have purposely refused to enforce U.S. immigration laws. You did not inherit this. You created this. Well, the numbers are out because we've been asking all along how long, how many illegal aliens have actually come into our country since the Biden regime has taken office. And I think, I hope that this number is something that will shock and startle everyone in the entire country because it's over four point, it's five million. Five million illegal aliens have crossed the border this is the new reporting from FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Let's go to the report. The border snapshot for July 2022 has just been released. This includes 3.9 nationwide, 3.9 million nationwide total reported by CPB, which includes a whopping 3.4 million at our southwest border, as, as well as approximately 900,000 gotaways who have entered the country undetected per agency sources. CBP had 1,999,976 encounters at the Southwest border in July alone, including over 134,000 single adults, 51,000 family units, and 13,000 unaccompanied minors. This is a 325% increase from the average number of July apprehensions. 10 individuals on the terror watch list were apprehended between ports of entry at the Southwest border in July. 
66 total, thousands of pounds of fentanyl, tens of thousands of pounds of methamphetamine has been seized, but we're not talking about how many have actually come in. That's enough to account for 496 million lethal doses. So all right, let, let, me, let me give you an example of that. They've just caught in one month enough lethal doses for every single man, woman, and child of fentanyl in this country just came in across the border in one month. And that's just what was seized. Five million illegal aliens have come into the country since the Biden regime has been in office. Five, what, what, what are we doing? No serious country would take themselves this way. You wonder why China and Russia and Iran and North Korea and all these other countries look to the United States as feckless and weak and unserious and silly and stupid because of things like this. They know what's going on on our border and they know that it shows our weakness and it shows that we are not concerned with real serious issues in this country. We have no idea who these people are, no, certainly no idea if they're vaccinated. We have no clue whatsoever. And why is it? It's because our leaders don't, you think they don't, no, 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 they know. But they've decided they don't care if you know what's going on, you know the score. They don't care because they're doing it and they assume that you won't do anything about it, that you'll keep voting for them, that you'll keep donating to them, that you will continue to support the very people on both sides of the aisle that have led to this situation continuing. And so my question to all of you is, if you wanna do something about it, are you gonna take action? Are you going to use your human agency to actually stand up and say, we're done, five million to our country? And that's all the time we have tonight, Human Events Daily. Remember, of course, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normal friends. And then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And of course, the email, as always, libertytposa.com. What did we talk about today? The bombshell 911 calls released in the double swatting. Congresswoman MTG next. Anthony Fauci's lockdown legacy. Spectacular. Failure. Third, Consumer Reports blasting Uber for horrifying behavior towards women. And finally, 5 million illegal aliens have crossed the U.S. border in the 18 months since the Biden regime took office. We need to understand what's happening in this country. We need to get a grip on it. But the first step, okay, the first step towards recovery is admitting that you have a problem. We let 5 million people, an entire city, in some places, entire states don't even have that population. We let that into our country in 18 months. What does that mean? Can we as a country stand up and fight? Well, I wanna tell you about today's history break because on this day, all the way back in 1920, the people of Poland fought back against the Soviet Red Army, the Bolsheviks that were trying to export the Bolshevik communist Red Revolution across all of Europe. But in 1920, the Battle of, Ar of Warsaw, Warszawa, what was known as the Miracle on the Vistula, the soldiers of Poland defeated the communist revolution. They stopped the Red Army from taking and spreading across all of Europe. In 1920, they saved Poland, they saved the rest of the continent from communism. It can be done if you have the will to defend your borders and defend your nation. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.